0: evening everyone and welcome back to the Marseille View on a very sweltering day here in the UK. Uh, it's quite unpleasant. It's actually cooler in Marseille, believe it or not, than it is in, in London and, and the rest of the UK right now. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact there have been a lot of happenings in Olympique de Marseille as usual. So tonight we're going to cover the last well, our first couple of friendlies, so the, the, the preseason is well underway, we're about a, a good further into it by now, so we played two friendlies, we'll, de- we'll debrief those, um, the content, some of the things we've seen, some of the plays that have stood out so far, even though it's very early to draw conclusions. And then the second segment will be mostly focused on, on the Mercator happenings, the rumours and some of our recent signings. So joining me tonight, I have Alex. How are you, mate?
1: Hi everyone, long time no speak, so um, well happy to be on the pod. Now you've been on holiday, look at you. <laughs> you
0: went to uh, you went to Argentina, didn't you, for work?
1: I went to Argentina for work and I saw a Boca game against Corinthians with our good friend Benedetto missing uh, two key penalties. And uh, just before the game, I almost bought a shirt with his name. Uh, Good job. I didn't do it because I think they're going to sell him uh, now (laughs) a few weeks later because he was so shit. So here you go.
0: I I was well, it it would have been if you had bought the shirt, it would have been confirmation that you are a fucking curse, mate. um, (laughs) It doesn't need your help, seemingly, to be to be be pretty shit. Um, But anyway, moving on. We have a new newcomer tonight, um, a friend of mine from, from France, Florian. How are you, mate, Flo?
2: Hey, Ben. I'm really good, man. I hope Alex. Hope you're good as well. Really like your little um, anecdotes, uh, stories, I mean, about Bocagenio and Benedetto. I wish you could have done that, mate. That would have been so funny.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, I think, you, uh... you, Ben. Yeah, you're, a, there, you're, so. you're a
0: Legal fan. Um you, you follow all sorts of football. I mean you, you follow Arsenal a lot in the UK, but you and I follow yep. Arsenal together here but, uh, you're a are 1 fan. So you're here to, to give us your insights because you're yeah you, you have a decent footballing opinion. Uh, so.
2: I'd like I'd like <laughs> to believe so, man. So uh, thank you very much. Yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll try to do my best, basically.
0: At least yeah, we hope we hope you can contribute. So let's dive in. So OM started preseason. Uh, we all know what happened. Uh, I think the last time we recorded, Sampoli had left. Cudor had just arrived. Uh, there have been a few training sessions. There were all sorts of. Uh, we, we had thankfully an, an expert last time of Italian football to talk us through what we what we could expect, what the methods are, and, and what his sort of preferences are in terms of system, etc. And since then, there's been a couple of friendlies, and we've been able to see Chudor's OM in action now. First game at the Commanderie last Wednesday, uh, we beat Marignan 4-1. Not a lot to take away from that game. They're they're amateurs. Uh, you know, it's just a, a sort of warm up game, a kick about in the training centre. I, d- I think the main takeaway from that um, was was Jeng getting a hat trick, some some good finishers there, and and he he was pretty good when with with his sort of runs and stuff, but. Again, that's probably the only conclusion to draw from that game. And then on Saturday, we played Norwich in Foss-sur-Mer. So Norwich, um, seeing as they got relegated to the Championship from the Premier League this year, they started pre-season 10 days ago and they played two extra games than Marseille. So I don't think any of us were expecting Marseille to be head and shoulders above them just because the difference in physical levels and and preparation are, are, are so big. Um, despite that, a bit of a, a, a shocking scoreline, three 0 Again, n- don't read too much into it. For those who watched the game, you will know that we, we had chances and Norwich and had three chances, scored three goals. Um, but I think that that game, especially the first half, where you could argue the exception of maybe one or two players was was probably the, the, the likely starting eleven we're going to have for the rest of the season. There are a few takeaways. Um, Alex, you watched the game. What did you think?
1: Yeah, no, and I think even the first game was interesting, to be honest, because, OK, the opposition was was, you know, very light, uh, to say the least. But you, you could see all the uh, attention and and the kind of a uh, plan for Tudor and you could really see that we wanted to press really high to be really aggressive men to men, pretty much all over the pitch, which was, you know, w- what was kind of expected based on what we we've read of what did at Verona. Um very much starting the build-up with the two wing-backs. So, you know, pretty much every play we, 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 we touched a wing-back, which was, I think it was Lirola and Colasignac uh, uh, on the first game, uh, at least in the first half, for instance. And that was really the way we build up a bit like a big U uh, and really playing with, with the wing-backs. And as you said, it's with a lot of speed. Uh, every time one player's got the ball in decent position, all the other are like, Trying to, because they're a bit tired, but trying to sprint forward and attack the back the backline of the the opposition. So a uh, um, lot more direct. Um, I think you know it's just the total opposite from what we were doing just a few months ago with Sampoli, and that's where <laughs> that's where it's uh, it would be very interesting to see how uh, f- first of all th- this team. Assimilate all the physical training that that, that he's asking for by, by the coach, uh, but also tactically by the fact that you, you know when, when you see so far and obviously it's still very early days, but the build up looks very um, uh, very simple in a way when you compare to what Sampoli used to do, especially on on that right side. We used to have uh, uh, um, Saliba linking with Rongier, Gendouzi, and Under with love rotation. And here it was, it was a lot more simple, you know, finding your wing back and then maybe you, you does a pass inside or pass up, uh, up front, and that was very basic. And you know, you you, you just hope that once the, the the physical and the fitness of the guy is back, Tudor will be able to to tweak all these, uh, you know, all, all these kind of tactics and, and and techniques and be able to 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 compete in more difficult game, I would say. Um, and as you say, we we saw some 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 uh, physical beast we, with Toure. Uh, I think we are building a team a lot more physical than we used to have with the latest recruits. Um, Mbemba, Touré uh, up front, uh, we have um, uh, Baka uh, Bakambu, you know, I mean, I know he's been here for a few months, but it just shows that they're not some Pauli type players, so we really turn the page and putting a very physical very aggressive uh, lot more direct team and, and let's see if that works no clue, <laughs> no clue if it will work yeah, 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 <laughs> hopefully but it's,
0: it's, it's always, yeah, it's the question mark and I think a few of us before have, have regardless of you know raising the, system, the, the the question about um were we too indirect under Sampoli or whatever, the, the question mark was going to be even if he stayed, how were we going to change that in terms of with with the extra level we needed for Champions League? But also I think one of the debates we've had a few times is do we have the, the squads to play to play a different system? And um Flo, I guess you know, you, you watched Ligan, you you watched quite a few mm-hmm. teams last season. You know, you saw St. Pauli with OM; it was very possession-based, quite patient. Yep. Do you think, do you think that we, we OM will benefit from from having a more direct manager? Uh, it's a very
2: really good question, but to be honest, but I think uh, it's really too soon to give an accurate answer. Uh, let's remember that basically St. Pauli and Tudor they are kind of really two opposite type of coaches, you mentioned. Somebody is more like possess on forward possession center type of game as opposed to to those more on the high pressing and a lot of high intensity. So I guess you can do it because as Alex mentioned, you've got quite a few beasts in your team, or like like Toure, uh, who are really physical, and we can play that kind of demanding football for 90 minutes. But you need to have that consistency across the defensive line, the midfield, and the attack, and. Uh, I'm not quite sure you've got the the right type of player yet in some areas, maybe in some other areas, particularly in attack. I'm sorry, I don't really believe in Milik. I think BambaDiang is still a bit too young and too tender, despite the fact that he showed some really, really good promises. I think he's got that little bit missing to make it like a bit more outstanding, if it makes sense. Now, uh, given the results of the first two friendlies game, that I'm not really bothered about it. Even like for some people, 3 against Norwich could look like really bad. As you mentioned at the beginning, uh, they started the preseason way much before Marseille, meaning that they're physically fit, fitter than Marseille actually. And I think you could have a good idea to what to expect throughout the season when you play around your last two friendlies, which I think are against real Betis Betty Sevilla and AC Milan, right?
0: Indeed. Yeah, Yeah. you know, you're right. Yeah. You're right.
2: And, um, no, so I think like at the moment, like I'm not really bothered with the results. I think we should just, for, Marseille should just focus basically on building up the team,
0: uh,
2: fitness, the physicality. And once they're up to date with that, I do believe on the last two friendlies, we might see a different Marseille uh, than what we've seen um, to start the friendlies, basically.
0: Yeah, I I agree with both of you. I guess um you know and and, and it's like people uh, the, the problem is is that there's so much perceived inst- instability around the club that you've already got fucking people on, on social media with hashtag boycott om until McCourt, McCourt leaves and all this like guys <laughs> like is this is this your first season supporting this club? You know, we, we know um, and <laughs> it's it's you know it's always one step forward, two steps backward, there's always there's always an of inst- the fun. <laughs> exactly but it's but it's like you know people are already calling for boycott after the second fucking friendly and it's like no 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 but we'll we'll see yeah. I mean um it's 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 the game right that's the way the game is played it's the way that not only not only have you guys have touched on it you've, you've got obviously a very different preparation because when you know I've been I've been a coach but it's very different when you have to transition from not only a manager but a system and so that that changes the the, the probably the perceived or expected uh, preseason that the players were were were, were expecting mentally. Um, suddenly they're doing a lot more running, and, and the tactical will come later. Whereas last year there was a lot more of, of ball work and and system work and and rotation work and, and position interchanging work than there is than there was physical. So <coughs> it it takes time, and I don't think as you said, Floy, I think you're right. I think we'll, we'll actually see. A, um an actual semblance of of what the shape and the proper tactic and the proper system will look like in the last two friendlies which are two weeks from now when when the, the physical the bulk of the physical work in training will have been done and, and there will be more football focus and the players will be fitter and there will be less technical errors and that kind of thing so nothing to get worried about uh in terms of the results in case there's anybody out there who's getting alarmed, um and and i'm just going to add as well um yeah On the the same day on Saturday, uh, I think, well, between Friday and Saturday, almost every other Ligue 1 team played the friendly, and I think only one team won. Um, You know, Lyon lost 3-0 to Anderlecht, Rennes lost, Monaco drew to Inter Milan. Um, Nice got got smashed as well by, by, I can't remember who, but the results mean nothing. Yeah, the results mean nothing. Don't focus Mm -hmm. on the results. Uh, We're not the only team who took a hiding in the friendlies. Just just be patient, I guess. And um I think, you know, as as you've said, uh Alex Tourista to that Touré was was very present. And one thing one thing that I that I wonder about, I mean, and, and he only played the first half, right? But um he was he was for me it's very Van Boyten esque, you know, he was just every attack he was in the box yes. pretty much. Um and, yeah. and that, that will that can work in a system like this when you have um, instructions for someone like Gay, for example, to drop back when Toure goes forward and take his place in the back three. Um, I mean, you need to have a player who has the te- technical and, and awareness ability, and, and you know, Kemarab with the, with the, was the type of profile, for example, that was very good at that, um, to be able to cover when when the defender goes forward. But you know, if the, if Toure can maintain that sense of adventure and stuff, and with his with his with his his height. And it's pretty good technical ability, he could he could get a few goals this season, you know, but um, let's see, let's see, there's, there's time to come, I guess. I mean,
2: if I may have been, as well, in, in defence of Tudor, if you take a look, well, I guess a lot of Marseille fans were quite surprised uh, to see that coach coming after Pauli. No one was kind of expected it, even me was not a Marseille fan when I saw the first the first announcement, I was just like, who the fuck is Tudor? Then I checked it out, checked it out a bit and, uh, yeah. turns out that with, uh, Verona, I think it was Elias, Elias Verona, something like that in Serie a, a season, with this system, with this high pressing system and a lot of counter counterattacking style, it still had some decent results against Juventus, against, uh, Juventus, sorry, against International Milan, against AC Milan, even I think AS Roma and Lazio Rome. So I think, as we said, like once the, the physicality is back and the football, star, the, the automatism start kicking in, we might have some good surprise with Marseille, to be honest. Because Let,
0: with Verona, so, but, yeah.
2: would you have expected Verona, for instance, to finish like around 9th or tenth place? When usually the battle to avoid relegation with Serie, a? I know it's probably not what you would expect for the Champions project. But who knows? <laughs> at the end of the day, we might it, might. it might. I mean, no pun intended, but it might be a good surprise at the end of the day. You know, you don't it know. Could
0: be, and, um, yeah, it could be, and we can hope so. I guess that you know the big question mark. And, and Alex, I mean. You know, over to you and I'm and I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this already, but uh, as mm-hmm. as Froze just yeah. said, it could be a nice surprise, it could be, but how much time Yeah, we but... give this guy? You know?
1: Yeah, how much time we're we gonna give this guy and also what kind of buying he will get from the key players. Like, do we expect Payet, Under, Milik, uh, Jerson even? Uh, even Gendouzi, to some extent, like pressing non-stop, super high. Um, yeah, they they will try, I guess. But will they be good at it? Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced. So we'll have to find um, the, the, the right balance.
0: What about as the fans? You know, I mean, you and I and 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 the most people that, that record with us, right? I mean. We're pretty, we're pretty realistic. We, we, we know that things take time. <laughs> um, but, but we all know that, you know, the Virodrom, uh, if you don't win your first three games, you're going to be under pressure. So do you yeah, uh, think the fans will be patient?
1: No, but one issue I have is that we will have, potentially, some problem at home as well, because at home we will still play again at least after the game against very low block that I just wait for you, and what are you going to do with them you can't really press them they don't have the ball they don't even want the ball just counter-attack at super speed and that's it they just wait patiently so if you don't have some kind of good you know technical let's say rotation movement and so on you know in a short space because that will be in the in the final third of the of the pitch if you don't have the kind of you know good movement that some was kind of good to bring even if we struggle on the last, you know, actually scoring goals at home. But with Tudor, if it's just a, you know, mostly a physical pressing team, just wondering how we're going to do with these, uh, with these team coming with, you know, parking the bus. I think that would be a good question. Um, and and you know, will we be able to sustain the kind of physicality and form uh, to to press for the entire year, especially with the World Cup in the middle? Um do we have the right player for that? Um you know, loads of questions. Uh, it will be interesting. It's kind of football that, that I like. I like when it's a bit more direct, I like when it's a bit more punchy, and I think that's the kind of thing that people love in Marseille, you know, droit au but is, is the is the motto. So it it you know, that's the kind of style, more like a Liverpool I would say, when the club started. It's a bit bit more that style. But again, do we have the player? Uh do do we have the 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 mindset like uh are uh, the under, the Payet, the Milik of, of this world? Are uh, do they really have the buy-in of, of that style of play? Um, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to see. Exciting to see. So um, well, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. As you say, we, we don't really have a choice anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're here for the ride, I guess. Yeah. Back back to one of your points, and this is this is one of the potential pitfalls. But again, it's going to be the same for every club, right? As you've said, the World Cup in the middle of the season it fucks up everything. Um, but but again, I, I would like to think that the reason we're doing more physical now is that so that we that it's been planned, and that so that when that World Cup happens, that the you know the, the players who don't go to the World Cup there will be you know specific training and it won't be as as intense as you know it won't, it's, it's going to be a mini preseason again effectively. But yeah, hopefully because my my worry is that if he's actually really hell bent on on physical physical physical. Um, you know, doing doing a, a pre-season now, just after players have been on holiday and doing a pre-season at the end of November, December, when it's freezing, less so in Marseille, of course. But, you know, when it's winter and, and players have been at a tournament and mentally everybody's still a bit lost and stuff because of the World Cup, it's it's a very different thing. And mm. I'm just worried that, you know, if players have a mini break and they come back and suddenly it's as intense as it is now, not only... Could it could it be a bit dangerous in terms of risking injuries if it's too intense in, in the winter months? But also, you know, if, as you've said, will will Payet and uh, and um, you know and, uh, and the likes of Bakambu and Milik and, and and those guys will they will they want to redo another preseason? That's the question mark, right? Will they want <laughs> to run again? Will they want to to, to to have to fight and work as hard? As, um, that's that's a big potential pitfall that I see,
1: especially. Um, I would add, like c- culturally in France, you know, that kind of intense, pressing, aggressive style is not always very Definitely. well accepted. Like, you know, if you remember the Bielsa year, obviously it was a bit nuts. Like, it just was way too much. But, um, you know, the, the last four months of the year, they just totally stopped. and just couldn't do it anymore. I don't know if it's mental or what, but. Uh, well, we had
0: the, we had a very yeah. short squad as well, right? Because we there was yeah, no rotation yeah, yeah. because we had no bench, so that didn't help, I guess. Um, Fre, I guess, building on that point, and, and I guess it's the same for every team in Ligue 1, right? But, um, you know, for Marseille, because it's it's sadly, it's highly likely that we get a very difficult group in the Champions League because we'll be in pot four. And and because of the way the season's configured, all of the group stage games will have been played before the World Cup. So for me, that's another really risky and worrying thing is that imagine we get battered in the Champions League and we finish fourth. The players will come back, and it's like suddenly, what, what is there left to play for, right? If you're not qualified at least third for Europa League, do you, do you think do you think that's a big risk? I think the main big risk is
2: uh, many injuries as well, because. Obviously, high pressing, a lot of physicality. Uh, you need players to be fit constantly for the 90 minutes. And obviously, if your squad is really short, then you're going to have the same starting 11 in the middle of the ring for the group stage and uh, during the weekend for the Liga match. As you said, because when you were in the which had three or four, I can't remember exactly, but you are most likely to get a lot lot of difficulty and not falling into the group of death, if I may say. So, yeah, I think it's all about, as well, the injuries, how you guys are going to try to navigate through this. And if obviously, as well, I think, I don't know if, which guy at Marseille said, like, they're still expecting five to eight uh, recruits, actually, which yeah, could be a was, good uh,
0: thing. Jacques, It was Jacques Cardos, the, the the head of communications and PR for the club, yes.
2: Yeah. That one, which could be a good thing, don't get me wrong, because obviously you want, to, you want to have a deeper squad, you want to have a strong bench to be able to uh, play correctly in both competition. Now, the problem with that five to eight players, that's almost half to two thirds of a new squad. How does it work when you, if you go, for instance, for six or seven players, how long does it go, is it going to take to integrate them, to get them fit, to understand the system? I think that's one of the main questions that need to be asked as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, yes, we'll see. I mean, Alex, do you think? Do you think? You know, you've, we've mentioned the physicality pitfall, but probably you, like me, we both know that uh, that some of the players, if you know, if you've taken six heavy defeats in the Champions League, imagine. Unfortunately, we relive the, the ABB scenario and we have the same campaign.
2: You know, when well, you you
0: took,
2: when you... You took thirteen in a row, so that should not be difficult.
0: <laughs> but uh but uh no it's true but it's but, but as you said though but we saw the impact of that in, in the AVB season because it completely destroyed the team morale right but uh i guess Alex is you know imagine we we you have that that those defeats and you know you have a couple of weeks off during the world cup and then you have to report for for mini pre-season again and you know that you've only got Ligan and the french cup left so that that could be I think that's that could be a it could be pretty dangerous from a, a morale and and, um, and and investment point of view in terms of certain players and maintaining uh, and, their concentration.
1: And that's where the the uh, you know I, I think we will be able to judge Tudor mainly on the way he's uh, finding a way to motivate the squad. And it's something that was very underestimated uh, when people judge Sam Pauli say okay we'll play with the ball but it's a bit boring and so on. But he got pretty much all the player really motivated and really buying into what we were trying to do. Now, you might not agree with the way of playing, but the player did. The Genduzi, the Payet, the under they really gave pretty much 100% uh, every game. Um, So... Tudo will be judged on that. If we have some bad results, if if he can't get the buying for them to work hard, which is the, you know the way he won, if he if he doesn't get the kind of fire uh, into these players, then I think it could be a difficult season. Um, in a way, you know, assuming we would buy few key players, some wing backs that need, and and, and someone, we have a decent squad. We just need that kind of buying and 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 belief and and hunger from the players and usually that come at least in in good part by the coach will he be able to do that i think that's that's one of the n- number one key of the season so when we have these tough games in the champions league or when it's difficult and uh, you know, some found a way to motivate the squad after all the, the Commanderie fire. We had nothing to play for about from a European League spot that nobody really cared about. But he still got the team motivated for that. So the same will be asked for Tudor. He needs to find a way to get into their heads.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess it's you add to that. I mean, yeah, I've just loved and Jesus, I mean, after, after almost every one of those Champions League games that are going to be really tough opponents, we 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 play the, the likes of Lyon, Rennes, Perger, uh, Lille, four, four out of six games following Champions League games. So it's it's it's, yeah. it's just it has got the recipe for disaster. Oh. Um, it's 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 make or break. It can go well, and if it goes well, yeah, as Flo said, it's a bit of a pleasant surprise and, and respect to Trudeau. But it also, regardless of who the coach is, in, in, the, in the OM climate, um, it's, it's a potential recipe for a clusterfuck right there, just with those rather difficult games.
1: We could have a tough season ahead. I'm not saying we will. You know, let's give you a time, let's give you a chance. But there's definitely <laughs> a scenario out there where you can really as, as it can go really only, wrong. It can go really wrong. Only us can do it. <laughs>
0: we'll see. We'll see. I guess... Um, just, I mean and it's a nice segue into the, the next topic, which is going to be the Mercato. Anyway, but um, on what we've seen so far, um, you know, and as, as Flo, you just said, Cardo's apparently promised, or promised, he, he said there's going to be between five and eight recruits. Um, we've already got three, three, four. four? How many have we got? We've got, uh, we've and got We got. Toure and Bemba recently. Uh, Gigo. Who is the Gigo. So that's free. The 80-year-old uh,
2: goalkeeper from Belgium, I can't remember. I think he's just going to yeah. play with the reserves. Yeah, a few young ones. So, well,
1: yeah,
0: a few so young guys. That, yeah, exactly. That's the question. Is it, when he says eight, is he counting those guys? <laughs> I hope not.
1: I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> probably,
0: well, yeah, no, no, probably he is. But um, but that's the, the, the question is, after what we've seen um in the last two games, um I guess, Alex, you first is, what what's... What is the priority in terms of our next one or two signings? Which position do we need the most?
1: I mean, for me, it's clearly the the two wing backs. Uh, We've seen during the two preseason games how important they are. And on the first game, Lirola had a lot of opportunities when he was alone and we were playing on, you know, on that right side. He touched the ball, came back, and then he had some space for a cross or coming in, and um, that worked out really well. And in the second game, Amavi of all players. What is the same situation when they love uh, a low ball because they, they, they start almost at midfield and then they go high up almost as winger, you know, proper wing back stuff. And, and that's the way he wants to, Tudor wants to play. Um, so, Amavi and Lirola, uh, for their, you know, on their good days, they can be definitely first team level, but their, their, <laughs> their good days are, are, are very rare, to say the least. So, uh, I wouldn't trust them <laughs> at, at, at all, <laughs> especially for, for a long season like this, and especially for what looks like to be the key spot in terms of the build up, but also in terms of accelerating the game and you know uh, uh, putting the defense, uh, the opposition defense, in, in trouble. These wing backs are, are the key. So, we definitely need an upgrade on, on those. And apparently, you've, you've just mentioned to us before the pod that we should be quite close to signing close. Which I think is perfect, is exactly the kind of player we need. Obviously, to be old and, you know, 30 years old, 10 million for us is quite expensive. Uh, well, but it's exactly we'll that on, kind of player.
0: We'll get on to, to that that debate in a second. But yeah, I, that's, that's a really encouraging sign that, that, well, first of all, you and I, after the match, we said it was those positions priority. And that it seems like we're addressing that. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, and now we First need to all, find hopefully. someone on the left, and and that's yeah, exactly. that, that's the yeah. difficulty. There's not many really good uh, left wing backed in the in the world, especially when you ask them not, to press, to go up and down, to help in the build up, to cross, to to be fast, to be strong. Uh, it's uh, um, you, know, you have to find. You can
0: find. Yeah, but no, but you can find those players. They exist, but uh, I don't, don't, you can't find. Yeah, you forgot to mention the main difficulty, which was we're fucking broke. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess I mean this is more of a, a tactical question, and and um I mean yeah. hopefully you, you can answer it. But um, you know, again, comparing St. Paul's or uh Marseille's system to to Tudor, and you sort of said it with the the, the, the pressing and the win can you mm-hmm. you know, can you sort of in your view, if you were to take a Rongier last year who played sort of piston, you know, that piston role as we call it. Um, yeah. what's, what's the key difference between a role like Piston that we saw last year and a proper win back like Alex has just described for you?
2: Well, win back would be like way much more offensive to me as opposed to a Piston who should have like the quality non, not only to go up to assist with the attack but be able to be equally fit physically and mentally uh, to do the defensive work as well. I think that's the key. Now, looking at Marseille. Uh, I kind of agree with what Alex said. Uh, I'm going to tie that a bit uh, with Arsenal, if you don't mind me saying, because last season you had an amazing defender, William Saliba, which I'm really, really eager to watch with Arsenal this season. I hope he's going to kick Ben Shite on the bench and we're going to have Saliba uh, pairing with Gabriel. And that guy, for, for for you guys last season was bloody amazing, and I think it's a good thing that, for instance, you got someone like Mbemba, kind of the same profile, can play in a, with three at the back, two at the back, can be used as a right back as well if need be. And uh, I would agree with Alex, mate. Kolazinak on the on the left side, that's not possible. We saw how bloody shite he was with Arsenal. How the hell did you get someone who last season ended in the relegation zone with Schalke? You can't like well, that's, uh, not the, that's not, it's that's, it's not it's that's not agree, the champion. I agree, I agree with you. And Marseille that's just, just needed champion. someone, yeah. And Amavi, uh, yeah, Amavi is equal which is, uh, is even worse, that's bad for me. <laughs> He's even worse. So, I would agree with Alex. Like, the, the win back and the priority, close, uh, as we will uh, discuss later, it seems to be. I think it's the best option for you on the left. It's a bit more difficult, but i heard apparently you would be on uh, Tabarche. Uh, actually, from Arsenal. I don't know if it's a loan or like a direct transfer. I think
0: it's a loan, yeah. Uh, so, Introvoice, it's good because you, you, well, seeing as, as you follow Arsenal, then what are your I thoughts? Think, I, I've mentioned my thoughts previously, but what do you think of him? Well, Marseille.
2: Uh, I like him, but it doesn't mean on that case for me. uh, what we saw with Arsenal, like he was struggling to defend sometimes, Re- going upward, like, like here on it doesn't have that issue. He just needs basically to, to be a bit more accurate and be better with his decision making. But I think there's some potential. It's just basically jumping from the Portuguese league to the Premier League. Unless you're someone like Ruben Diaz, who's like amazing, it, it's going to be extremely difficult. Don't get me wrong. So probably stepping down from Premier League to League One would be a bit better for him, but I would not expect him in that case to do a lot of defensive work. That would mean for me that your type, your style of play, if you play someone like Tavares, you will play way much more on the left just because he's way much more offensive and you will have to cover someone with someone at the back just in case he's going too high. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Other than that, I don't see who you can get as a, as a left back. That's going to yeah, be well,
0: yeah, that's the only rumor there's been really, and apparently they one day they're saying it's all good, um, especially because Arsenal are close to signing Zinchenko from Manchester City. So yeah. one day, one day the press is saying, oh yeah, all good, green light for Tavares to, to move to Arsenal to Marseille. Then the next day, I think it was today and yesterday, the press, the rumors are, oh, he's not really convinced, and maybe he's got a better offer to go somewhere else, somewhere, or whatever. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, I mean. I, I've seen him play as well with Arsenal. I agree with you. I think he's good going forward and I think in Liga he's he he would be good because he's got very good athletic qualities. Um but yeah, defensively wise, clearly if you're going for that type of profile, you're going to be relying a lot on Isaac Touway to to be sweeping out behind this guy because he's going to be forward all the time and he's going to, Only he's going to make <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's um, know, in, in a way, in a way, it's like um, remember Alex, you know, and and Flo, you you, you remember too, the very young table, you know. Oh yeah. Yes. In in terms of his football IQ, which is where Tavares for me needs to improve the most, and and I mean, if you know, if it was Marseille with with Sampoli. And we went for that profile you know that, that you know he would coach him and and he would help him improve like a Saliba, where where he did you know Saliba's game improved with Sampari. nobody can deny that
1: definitely
0: um but with a with a Tudor where we we it's a bit unknown to us if he if he actually can coach and improve youngsters and and other add other a, add a facet to their game it's a big question mark so curious to see <laughs> um whether it's Tavares or any other player that we go for uh whether know first of all Trudeau wants wants them and signed off on them or if he's just happy to wake up every morning coaching a a club that's in the champions league and he'll take whatever he's given that's a big debate so as well we still as we've already segued into it anyway so jonathan close so apparently the the asking price has always been 10 million euros apparently we made the first offer last wednesday six million plus one lance playing hardball He's only got one year left on his contract, um, and apparently today there's a revised offer of 11 million. Again, we I, we don't know the details yet, but you can imagine with Longoria that it's probably like a seven plus four and eight plus three type of deal. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess Alex, close, yes or no, and and the price tag. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not cheap considering it's just one year left but it's exactly what we need so i'll trust longoria more than than me on the numbers um i wouldn't pay any more than that really but uh, i guess it's uh especially if we paid a little bit more like 11 instead of 10 it must be i reckon some some good uh uh payment terms in where we can you know delay and pay over x number of years and so on so look exactly the type of player we need um he's clever he's dynamic he gives a lot of assists he's on the rise even if he's 30 years old he's in his prime uh he wants to be in the french squad i mean it looks spot on It looks spot on so um yeah. really happy if, if that happens
0: yeah i'll take it too and um i mean i agree I, I have not not much to add to what you've just said exact exact same opinion um the only thing i will add is uh, the, the stats really and, and the numbers don't lie right and um and this is for the last two seasons not just the last season um jonathan close in liga number one for attempted crosses number one for shots on goal for a right back number one for goals for a right back number one for free kick assists for a, for any defensive player um as you say alex it's uh it's what we call a sur, right it's
2: yeah exactly. even if
0: that's the price the guys in in, in the France squads, and he's likely to be on the plane to Qatar. Um, yep. And and he wants to come to OM. And uh, come on, you know, we need. There, there comes a point where yes, you can take players with with a bit with potential ability, but you need at some point when you have Champions League and um, and and you know you need a bit of leadership in the squad and and maybe some older players, confirmed players, and you you want to pay for current ability. You yeah. need to, yeah, ten million should, shouldn't be that big a deal. It is because of our shit situation, but you know, last year we 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 wouldn't have thought twice about spending ten million on Cruz because it, 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 you know that's a good price for for an international who's who's going to be at this level for another two or three years, hopefully at least. So. Uh, Flo, anything to add? What do you think of Klaus? Do you like him? I, I, I kind of agree
2: with you guys. Uh, experienced play, player, 29, almost 30. I think like 10, 11 million. That's a decent price, particularly if you've got like a fixed transfer fee and then the rest on installments on depending uh, stuff in his contract. Uh, 70 games for Lance across the last two seasons, eight goals, 17 assists. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. It's probably not number one uh, right back in the league i will give that to akimi from psg but solid contender for number two i don't see anyone better in terms of french player a pure french product in the league no i don't see anyone better and i think it's important that for a club like marseille which is like a big club in france to be able to keep the French player in the league, that gives us the kind of visibility that makes us a bit more serious and uh, I think it would be like that's the best option you could go through, definitely an upgrade on um, Le Roller and uh, yeah, if it goes to, uh, British, if it goes to Marseille, we, we're going to see even a better close than we saw across the last two seasons at Lens. And it was already amazing oh, yeah, given the, the fact that yeah, exactly. no one... Uh, yeah, he,
0: he, yeah, yeah, he, exactly. Even if he's to the same level, I'm, I, I'm sure we'll all be happy. That's enough for me. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, um, I, I yeah, I guess it's to just to finish on close Um, that would be the third French player we've signed this window, and I, I yes, yeah, it's been it's been a while since Marseille signed as many French players in the same window. Um, and and yeah, hopefully the mercado isn't finished. But um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Flo, as you say, it's a confirmed. Liga player who hopefully can, can be decent in Champions League two. Um but in any case, you have certain guarantees there if he stays fit and, and continues at the same level, you have certain guarantees for the Ligue 1 season that you're gonna have a good source of um of assists and a good source of uh, even goal contributions.
1: Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't uh, sorry, sorry, mate. Um, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, man. <laughs> no, no, and I wouldn't be surprised for us to still rely heavily on our right side of, of you know, in, in the build-up and in the game like last year, because then, you know, you have a quality guy like Close, you have Mbemba, who I don't think you can compare him to Saliba in the passing game, but he's a guy with a lot of experience, and at least he can, he got a lot of speed and he can cover a lot of ground. But maybe next to him you'll have a, a, a Ballerdi who can do the passes, so you could see the kind of. You know, a uh, link between a, a Balardi, Close, Genduzi on that side, and maybe you have Under or, or Payeco on that side as well. So, uh, you could really see the 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 right side with a player like Close um, to really be our strong side, and uh, and then ideally then you find a beautiful Amavi left uh, on an island on the other side, ready for to to get the ball and uh, deliver amazing crosses, isn't it, Ben? Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who you're referring to. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the, the right side should be our strong side, especially if yeah, they're right, yeah, it play under, it was, It'd be good. Exactly.
0: It already was last season, and I agree with you. I think, yeah, I think you have you have more quality in that right back position. And Bemba well, he's, he's the next topic we're going to discuss. But hopefully, in some way, it's it's similar enough to Saliba quality-wise that you you haven't lost anything. Um, yeah. In terms of profile there, and, and the way he can c- combine with Gendouzi and then with Klaus as well, so no, I agree with you. And it's yes, yeah, it looks like he's going to be heavily weighted to the right, unless we make a, a really nice signing on the left um, to push our, our good friend uh, Amavi out of the club or at least onto the bench. And then <coughs> and then we'll see who plays left winger because well, we don't really have wingers in the system, so. It's yeah. more of like an inside, inside forward, which Payet could could do very nicely, or Gerson could do very nicely. So, um, I guess Mbemba, let's move on to him because he's our most recent signing. Um, he, played, <laughs> he was he was elected best defender in Portugal last year. He's got about, I think, twelve between ten and fifteen Champions League games in, in, under his belt. I think it's like nine or something. Um, he's only ever had one red card in the last. Uh, I think I saw uh, 80 games for club. Mm. Um, so Katie Kelly isn't here, but she's very fond of him. She he, she likes him a lot when he was at Newcastle. Um, and he was yeah, he's, he's always been a player that's been talked about. But I guess the, the, the number one question I want to ask you is how old do you think he is?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... 37.
2: I'd say he's uh
1: 29. <laughs> I don't think Just he's 29.
2: officially
1: officially he's 27
2: he's 29. No? officially, officially, o- officially, officially 27 is born in yeah. ni- officially born in 1994
1: but the officially between uh, brackets <laughs> I I I reckon we because you know he's as you said he was elected the best player in Portugal and so on and he's still physically strong but I reckon we got him because we offered him, I think, three years. And nobody had the guts to offer three years for someone who they think is, you know, 30, 30 plus. <laughs> I'm not sure it's 34, but I would say a 32, something like that. And nobody was willing to, to give a three-year contract. And that's why he, he, he came to us. But look, it, the guy was in a, apparently in the top 10 in the Champions League for, for speed um he's quicker quicker than Mbappe apparently yeah Yeah. yeah. he's extremely fast extremely physical great experience I'm not sure he's extremely good with the ball when you look at the highlight it's always quite defensive
0: you 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 say that you say that Alex so um interestingly on Saturday I was on a a French sort of talk show podcast talking about Mbappe and we had um, a Congolese football expert and um Apparently he's he, he uh, I mean I I don't know for sure I didn't watch Porto that l- much last season but apparently he's uh, quite similar to Camara in the sense that he he can often play as a as a six too. Okay okay well look and that's interesting in terms of that profile um, you know I mean not saying he he's going to play six or well we don't know at this stage but the fact that if 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 he's played games at six for a club like Porto he must have a certain level of football IQ. That yeah, it's exactly what we need because it it yeah it can potentially replace Camara if it's if it's as good as Camara was. we switching between those positions.
1: Yeah, I to, to me just just on paper like this, it lo- looks perfect on that right uh, central defence position because you know he's strong, he's physically he's super fast, he looks very aggressive. Uh, going forward, trying to to get the ball back. And if you think you have a a bit of a libero in the middle and then you have, let's say, Toure for the sake of argument and him both pressing high uh, the the opponent uh, attackers, to get the ball and and you know therefore pressing quite high up the pitch and being very physical, I think he suits perfectly the the style of of Tudor and he can also cover a lot of ground for 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 close if close goes forward you know uh, up to the wing and so on because yeah because would have the speed to to cover a lot of ground. I think, look, at least defensively, it looks spot on for for what we need. So I'm I'm really happy with that signing, especially considering the price of actually zero. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's some bonuses, but you know, it's it seems like a great deal.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm 100%. I'd, I'd, yeah, again, not much to add. This great signing, uh, you know, a player that's an international, a player who's got some Champions League experience, a player who, um, you know, yes, statistically. Uh, he was in team of the year in Portugal. As you said, he's in top ten Champions League in terms of speed. It's it's uh, yeah. You know we've we've certainly signed worse players um, and and even more on the free. It's even better. Um, Flo, What do you know about him? Do 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 you like his profile?
2: I mean. Uh... First time I heard about Ed Benba was on football manager, to be honest. I remember when he was like <laughs> a little jump, maybe legs like as a massive front Everyone will try to sign him, and he said back in 2011, 12. No, talking about real life. Well, if you take a look at seven games with Porto, they've been champions this season. It's been quite detrimental. So, good experience in the Champions League. As Alex mentioned, free transfer as well. So, you don't pay massive transfer fee, just like a few million here and there going to bring stability. I think it's going to be a good replacement as well for uh, where um, Saliba used to play, uh, to say that central right back. is going to fit perfectly, particularly with his physical attributes. As you said, he's really fast, and uh, it's going to be really difficult to play against you, Guy. If your right side is going to be Saliba close the next season, that's, that's going to be like a good step up. No, I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's champion material. I don't think you can have a title, uh, even the Liga with that. Unfortunately, maybe a Coupe de France, but we
0: need more it's
1: than just that. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's
2: mean, it's definitely a step up. But again, it's not yet champions project material. But it's, it's I know I think, yeah, yeah, but
1: well, we're, we're, not the, uh, we're not expecting we're not expecting to to play to win the title, let's be honest. I'll be more <laughs> than glad to to sign with my two hands if we are top three. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I the
2: same, mean, it's it's the same. I think I do believe you're gonna be top three to be honest. I do believe you're gonna be top three. Probably a serious contender with Monaco, Lille. I'm not quite sure leon i don't even want to talk about them the, the lower they are the better i'll be but <laughs> yeah know, I, I do i do believe you can do you can do top three to be honest you've got already you've proven last season with some players that you could actually do something and even in terms of points you were not that far behind the psg at the end of the day and you show strong you you've been showing like a stronger position against big teams sometimes and uh yeah Mbemba. Perfect transfer for you. Probably not champion material, but at least your defense is going to be a bit more, uh, probably a bit more solid than last season. Yeah. The
0: the, the only other thing that I add is the uh, the Congolese um, football pundit who came on on the show I was on on Saturday. Um, he said that um, uh, he's he's super strong in the air, um, and so okay. he was like he was like, yeah, you sh- you should you will see that he wins every every aerial duel. And he literally clears the ball every time there's a cross or a corner he's the first one and he clears it straight away so hopefully that's true hopefully that's true and if he can score from corners which sadly our friend saliba failed to do well he didn't fail to do it he was robbed of a goal against psg um <laughs> but but yeah he didn't score and um yeah so hopefully embo back and goals so that covers that covers i guess the latest signings um and we've only got a few minutes left but um I mean, there's a, another couple of things have happened. And, and this is, I mean, I'm, I'm doing this for comedy effects. Guys, don't take this seriously, the listeners. Um, but <laughs> we've, we've been linked with Paolo Di Bella as a fantasy signing. And no, but you laugh, but interestingly, right? So it took him ages okay. to, to apparently agree with anybody. And apparently he's signing for Roma for, for yep, like yep. 300k, 300k a month. Which is, yep. which is not outside of our financial capabilities at Marseille, but I guess, I mean, personally, I, I
1: when mean, you have the choice between... Net, 300 net, so it's 600... Yeah, but when, you, well, yeah.
0: when, you, when you have the choice between Mourinho and tudor the choice is very
1: easy, And to be fair, I, I think it's it's more even a question of the league. Like Nobody really wants to come to Ligue 1 when, you, when you're Champions League level, right? Unless it's Paris for a stupid amount of money. Ligue 1 is not extremely attractive. Um, so we've got that against us.
2: There's that, but to be honest, yeah, as you said, ap- apart from PSG, I don't see him in any team uh, in Liga. As you said, like, yeah, we're not that attractive sometimes. No, Ben, yeah, I'm sorry, but I can just be on the because as you said, Igor Tudor, Jose Mourinho. Man, I'm yeah. sorry, but no way- <laughs> I know where I'm going.
0: I know
2: where I'm <laughs> going. I know where I know where I'm going. Don't get me wrong. It would have been an amazing signing, but we saw it last. The last over the last five seasons with Juventus. Is he really the kind of player that will be able, if in the idea that he will come to Marseille, for instance, is he the kind of player that would be able to lead the team? Or given the current state of your team, or do you need to spend extra money to build the team around that guy? To make
1: it really fully functional i mean if, if you can have a talent like him you, you you need to pull the trigger and especially at our level you you exactly. pull the trigger and you, be, you, you build around him but i'd add zero even belief we had even like zero percent of a chance so it does i can't even compute him i mean playing for us doesn't work for me so uh I don't believe in uh, in fairy tales, so uh, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it, with, it was uh, not going to happen. It was not going to yeah, happen, well, and and that's fine.
0: Yeah. Even even if Sampoli, you know, Argentina coach stays and it's a compatriot, even then it was not going to happen. It was. But, uh,
1: it was not going to happen. There's still
0: there's still there's still, as always, you know, in the in the team OM, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, of, of fantasy dreamers out there, and thank God, thank God, don't, don't, some people still still believe. <laughs> um, and the reality, it would be the interesting to is, is different.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see what what kind of bonuses get as well, because free, free transfer for a guy like Dybala, maybe they give him 20 million as well on the side. So, you know, there's a lot of things to to take in consideration.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, trying to think, there's a, there's uh the, the latest rumor, and we'll we'll go on to the, the final topic just after this, but we're going to sign uh, Sergio Blanco from um from Spain as a, as the. A sort of number two beast. Um, I don't know much about him, and obviously from Spain, it must be the you know the Ribalta Longoria sort of uh, network. But I guess uh, I mean what, there's there's not much we can say about this. But would you have the question for me is if you're going out and signing someone and, and probably very cheap, right? Was it not the, was it not finally the opportunity to give to give Simon his chance as number two?
1: I think you need a proven number two. Like we we we're in survival mode. We need the Champions League because there's like you know 35 million uh, at stake. If you finish second uh, for us in the league, you can't trust a 19-year-old. If you make a couple of mistakes, it's like two, three, four points lost. We, we just can't do that. You, you have to have a proven second. And then look, if there's some injuries you at some point, it's Simon, then that's fine. But you, you you need you need a proven one and two to start the season.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess because Simon as well is uh, is you know heavily tipped. He's not even doing the pre season, so he's heavily tipped to be sent out on loan to Ligue Two. I think I think Valenciennes is the club that's uh, the most linked with him. So yeah, if he goes somewhere and, and plays the number one for the full season, at least we'll know what he's worth, right?
1: Yeah, we we need to see him play. We need to see him play, see what he's worth. But you you can't give a 19 year old with no no experience the, the the you know the the position of of second keeper. Like, whereby if if Lopez got an injury, then what well, he, he'll be there playing against PSG in Champions League and so on. We can't risk that. It's 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 just too much at stake for us. What do you think,
0: um, Flo? Just on that, I mean, is it, you know, what would you do? Would you, would you play a youngster as a number two and give him a chance? Someone who's been, who's been in and around the professional squad for two or three years now, or would you go out and and, and buy someone for cheap?
2: I uh, as uh, Alex said, I would go and buy someone for cheap, uh, unless unless you're like a real, really, really talented goalkeeper, and we we know that the goalkeeper, a goalkeeper being like a particular position in football, uh, unless you're like ultra amazing when you're not making it into the first team, regardless of the age. And as you said, you got to play in the Champions League. Imagine if your main goalkeeper, Paul Lopez, get injured. What happens? You're going to go in like if you've got a deaf group uh, in the group stage of the Champions League, you're going to go with a 19-year-old. You're going to take that risk. I don't think yeah.
0: It's yeah, important. Like... Yeah, I, 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 hear what you're saying, but you say that, but you know, I mean, other teams have done it, and Marseille, I mean, when the, you know, the first few years we had Mumbai, he was younger, and we he was the best Lea in He was, he was talented. He playing League Two. Yeah, he was better and he, he was, best best yeah, he was like,
1: yeah, yeah, so,
2: yeah. he, he was already highly regarded, like that guy, Simon,
0: Simon, I'm like, yeah. Well, he looks, like are, he looks like
1: Mondonda. He looks like so yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is is, That's his greatest strength, is how he looks like <laughs> I guess.
0: Well, it brings us to, to that. he, Well, Mr. Steve Mondonda is the last topic of the night. So, you know, uh, again, to wrap up quickly, club legends. I mean, personally, for me, he's left. He's left, right? And maybe it's because Deschamps said, yeah, if you go somewhere and you're a starter, you'll be on the plane uh to the World Cup, maybe that's it. Maybe he just didn't fancy being in a, in, in this uncertain position, um, even after Sampoli left, which was going to be we we can't promise you or Lopez who's gonna be number one yet and all of that. It seems that Renov said you're gonna be number one. Um I think there's something like he he gets use of uh of Pinot's private jet to fly to Marseille whenever he wants to see his family and all of that kind of um you know very attractive clauses for him. <laughs> and and he left on the free i mean personally look, thanks for everything club legend um you know over over 615 games for for marseille most caps player in our history ever he was with yeah. us in the bad times he was with us in the good times yeah uh thanks thanks for everything best of luck to him um he owes us a couple of, uh, of boulettes uh, when we play Rennes. um <laughs> but um yeah i mean i, I guess the, the, the only question is do you care, the fact that we let him go on
1: the free? I mean, I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it was some kind of agreement. You know, he has a high salary. And I think, you know, it, it's kind of understood when you have a player that means so much to a club. And he's getting old, he still wants a high salary. You let him go for free for, you know, everything he's done to the club. I mean, you don't want to block him, you don't want to frustrate him, just want to do things well and I think that's fine. I think that's fine and same, wish him best of luck. He's been part of our history for the last, I don't know, 15 years? Something like this? Yeah, since Um,
0: 2006, mm -hmm. man. Oh, Oh, yeah, he's
1: seen a lot. He's seen a lot of few highs and some shitty lows <laughs> and I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, well,
0: I'm 32 I'm 32 so that means he will have been the OM goalkeeper for half my my
1: lifetime supporting the club it's incredible incredible yeah go yeah so uh loads of respect um he wasn't my favorite I liked him but he wasn't really my favorite but respect for everything he's done um you know he's World champion with us, even obviously, he was substitute, but still, he won the league uh, with us. He won some cups with us. Um, yeah, happy to see him uh, still fit. Um, finishing well with the club, he finished as a starter the last few games of the season. We got the Champions League with him, uh, Champion League spot. Um, happy, you know, good luck, and hopefully, he won't be too much of a pain for us next year. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, Flo? what do you think of
0: uh,
2: Mandada? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I kind of like I respect that kind of player, you know, who who dedicate their whole career to a club. Yeah. Uh, I like that part, like what makes basically football a bit of a romantic thing, when you've got a player that loves that much the club that he decides to do his whole career at the same club, despite the yeah. fact that Mandada went play what six months in Crystal Palace that at the end of the day no one really cares because he barely played for them. <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like he's been with you guys through, through thick and thin, and, and that's really commendable. Now I think, in an ideal world, basically he would have stayed in Marseille for an extra season, obviously at a lower salary, and make him understand that he's not number one goalkeeper. Because if you take a look, he's even really different from Paolo Lopez with excellence with his feet. Mandanda doesn't have. Uh, that he's a good keeper, like he can stop the ball, not a problem, but he can't fucking pass the ball for shit sometimes. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't fit anymore with the, the Marseille type of playing or the, the type of football nowadays. So, yeah, no, as you said, big respect. In an ideal world, he could have stayed at the club, become a goalkeeping coach uh, for the youngster, even for the first team. That that would have been I, pretty good. Cool.
0: Yeah, I think I think he might come back and do that anyway. You know, it doesn't matter the so. fact that he's going. Um, I mean, I mean, the, the one thing I, I take away from all of this is that before before Hen came out of nowhere, he was yeah. linked with Nice. You know, and and True. I think a lot of us would have been a bit more. Bit more disappointed and pissed off if he'd have gone to our rivals well True. they're only our rivals because they claim they are but you know to go to nice after the the recent events of, of and the recent animosity between the two clubs i think it would have been a lot lot less lot less a well, lot more negatively received and yeah he's gone True. to hen i don't nobody cares about hen you know and it's a good club at the end of the day. <laughs> Rennes is a good club. Yeah, yeah, they've improved a lot. You're right, Flo. Yeah, you know you can't neglect uh, Rennes. You know they're on the ascendancy and um, they're they're, they're like, certainly much more stable than than Marseille have been and Lyon have been in the last three years. When you've got the French Pep Guardiola at the end of Rennes,
2: I mean, uh, <laughs> <they're doing well. laughs> Mister Pep, G- Pep Genesio. So yeah, no, they're doing well and uh, happy for him if if he's still fit to play football, then rather than going in a shitty club like in the in the depth of league two or stuff like that he's still going he's still playing in league one still playing at a high levels and massive yeah. respect yeah, given his age as well now i'm going to be honest with all due respect i don't want him in the world cup uh in the french team in the world cup i'd rather see no, like I mean, a youngster i'd rather yeah. see a youngster like the leeds goalkeeper melier for instance
0: that, or, that would or be good at great. The very least it should be yeah at the very least it shouldn't change for me it should be loris mignon and areola or or melier as you say but uh but yeah i i agree with you um but may, maybe that's part of the deal we'll see we you know again, as well. we'll see and, and the likelihood is, regardless of who it is number two, number three, they probably won't play more than, than one game. Exactly. Uh, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, best of luck to Mondanda. Thanks for everything. And may you take many points from our rivals and not too many from us when we play against you. But um, on that note, let's wrap it up here, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. No, and, no um, We will record the next couple of times we'll record. That should be interesting because we're playing Middlesbrough on Friday. So Stefan is going to the game. I think Katie's going to, so maybe they should uh, they should run the next episode and give us their, their feedback from uh, from watching them live in the stadium, and then uh, all three of us actually, because Flo, you're joining us, we're going to to see Betis Marseille in um, in Chesterfield in ten days' time. So
2: uh, I hope my feet is will with our regular right time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so, uh, so here
1: you go my my, my two last game would have been Libertadores Boca Juniors a la Bombonera and then straight after Chesterfield for uh, Marseille (laughs) uh, Betty shitty friendly in an empty stadium here you go Uh, we'll we'll
0: still we'll still bring the flares and sing the songs mate
1: no worries right you guys take care
0: thanks everyone and we'll catch you next week Uh, bye 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 bye